0: Hi, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. How are you doing today? And I hope this day finds you very well. Well, I'm coming for onto you today live for part, I believe it's part four. Now this one, I'll be honest with you, I really don't want to do. And even, I I have some guests that are going to be coming up over the next couple weeks. And while I am honored and deeply blessed to have them share their stories, it's tough. Anytime anyone shares a story of an an abusive situation, it's tough, but this one is really hard for me, this subject, so I am going to talk to you today about uh, sexual abuse. I haven't really dug into my past on this topic. Now, I'm talking about childhood. something I kind of, I've just kind of, and I've got goosebumps now talking about this, but it's something I've been, I've subconsciously made myself forget. There are things that have popped up over since I started this journey, since I started sharing, that um, I really am not ready to confront yet. So I'll be totally honest with you. And I've shared a lot. I've shared a lot of stuff with everybody. But there was so many shame. There was so much shame in different things I haven't shared with you um, related to my past. Now, I'm not going to bear all right now. That's, that's, Between me, myself, and right now, the Lord. So right now, I want to dig into what does sexual abuse look like? Now, for some people, sexual abuse might just mean rape. It's more than that. It's more than just being forced into that sexual act. It's also, especially if it's a a man and a woman, a, a partner, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever that situation, and whatever that situation is, it's more than that. Now, I heard when I was uh, talking with the police, they asked what what did I experience, and I says, "Well, I was raped. I was raped multiple occasions, sometimes for hours, and I would went through because they wanted to know more. And I shared that with them, and they're like, "But this is your husband." So, I don't know if there's like this fine <laughs> fine line that states somewhere in somebody's mind, warped mind, that if your partner um, takes you, forces sex on you, that it, it's okay because you're married. I don't know. And that kind of aggravates me because no is no. Doesn't matter if it's your husband, your wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, no is no. So that made me mad. It really did. It got me really aggravated and made me very mad. And um yeah, I'm I'm just gonna leave it right there. So now this what I'm gonna talk about right now, these are just things that a um these are just things that could happen. Now there are signs of sexual abuse, especially if it's in children. You might have a find a child uh, maybe acting inappropriately sexually. They might be uh, masturbation, they might be fondling themselves. Again, this is really hard for me to to bring it up. There could be um Maybe they have a hard time sitting down or they might have frequent urinary tract infections or maybe, sadly, if it's something else, they might have a lot of constipation. They could have damage in their anal area. Again, I don't. this is a tough topic, so please, if you have children around, don't let them hear this. Uh, don't listen to this publicly. I'm not going to get into some crude language or anything of that nature, but uh, this is... Things that happen okay some of this stuff's happened to me some of this has happened I know to a lot of other folks as well now there's inappropriate touching there's masturbation now this could be some of these could be making the victim do this perform these acts alone or perform them with the abuser okay so there again is there's rape there is a voyeurism now this person might want you to look at other people or they might just watch you, and um, there's a lot of fantasy with this, too, in many cases. Now, they might make the victim perform sexual acts on others. They may have, I have some notes down here, they may have victims perform sexual acts, uh, maybe watch them instead with other people, so kind of like a voyeuristic thing, too. You might get to the point where your partner then um makes you become a prostitute or and you might be wondering if you haven't experienced any of this any type of abuse at all you might be rational or thinking in your mind this is crazy how can an adult woman or adult man do this stuff with somebody how can they you know no and that's it it doesn't work like that when you're in an abusive situation you're fearing, and a lot of times you're fearing for your life or the life of those around you, maybe it's your children or your animals, and you live in this chronic state of kind of survival mode. So you will do what, in many cases, you will do things that you don't necessarily want to do, that you really don't want to do, that you would never ask anyone else to do. You do things to keep yourself alive, to kind of push yourself through whatever the act is or whatever it is. That abuse is, so it's done and over with. And I know it's making me feel sick to my stomach right now just chatting about this. But this is things you do. I went out myself to find my, now ex, a wife, a sister wife. Uh, There was swinging involved. You as a victim might do things you're not comfortable with you don't want to do you might cross those boundaries into having to perform these acts with somebody else um you might have to create uh, maybe your abusers creating videos or um, and uh, sharing them with other people in this in the circle there could be physical abuse as well as a sexual abuse and battery in this as well. The victim might be forced into again into the prostitution into performing sexual acts on other people or maybe watching explicit videos or, uh, content that you are just not comfortable with that you don't want to do but you are going to do that there could be verbal sexual harassment you could be forced to dress provocatively i had to if the kids weren't around in many cases i had to run around either naked or with very little on now uh, there could be penetration with objects now again disclaimer you don't want as a victim you don't want to do any of this And many times you feel so helpless that you can't. Now, in my case, if I fought against my abuser, there were repercussions. In many cases, there are. If you deny your abuser whatever satisfaction they're getting out of this, there could be repercussions. It could be a physical, it could be maybe taking away privileges. Yes, depending on your level of abuse here. And please don't don't compare my story to yours. Don't do that. Don't belittle your story at all. Don't think, well, man, she went through that my story. He just, he forced himself on me a few times. No, that's still abuse. That is still wrong. That's still bad. So don't, don't, you know, your partner might have raped you for five or six hours. My friend Brianna, she experienced that, Miss Brianna, Miss Bri, and her partner abused her for hours, and I don't think my story is any less powerful than hers. And I got the chills because Brie is amazing. And I'm going to cry because it just, she is such a beautiful soul. And um, to hear, and even Callie, if you've heard Callie and uh, myself, Brie, on the Bill and Callie show, please listen to that. Their stories are just so inspiring on how they healed and um, fought back and so on. And oh, I don't want to cry on this, but... These are things that, that we're a tribe now and we've just connected and we, we're healing. And it's just amazing how once you kind of get your story out there, this, there's this amazing tribe of other women and men too that just come forward to give you support and love and um, help you heal so again uh there might be attempts let me jump back in there might be attempts to penetrate you but maybe they can't it's a public situation it's kind of a hurry thing so they're kind of grinding on you uh there could be unwelcome or unwanted advances maybe it's somebody that you're just starting to see and uh, or date and they're starting to do a lot of these things so if any of this is happening to you, this uh, these are red flags too there could be bestiality no i didn't experience that thank goodness but there could be bestiality the abuser, now this one, the abuser might watch porn. They might have pornographic material around. That could be anybody. I had a porn addiction. I had gotten to the point because of my partner starting, and I can't blame it on him because when he wasn't around, this is stuff I looked at, because I had a warped sense of, after a while in my mind, I was associating that with love, and it wasn't. It, it's Now I know that was not healthy love. What those things are... Porn and, and things like that, that's not healthy love. That's not a healthy relationship or anything of that nature. So, um, but you can have healthy relationship and be into the BDSM Um, I know plenty of people that are into that kind of lifestyle I know people that watch pornography and or have toys and so on they have healthy relationships so I'm not talking about this this is to the far extreme like if I didn't perform if I didn't have my hands cuffed if I didn't allow him to spank me if um, I didn't wear certain things there were repercussions you know, there were different things that I experienced, and, and that is to the far extreme. This is what I'm talking about with the sexual abuse, okay? So, again, I'm not talking about a, a healthier, hey, you guys are experimenting together, that sort of thing, where you have boundaries. This is to the far back up, to the extreme. Now, your abuser might make inappropriate remarks or comments about other people, Uh, they might uh, brush up against you, there could be cyber sex, there could be sexting, uh, oral sex, maybe you don't want to, maybe that's something you don't want to, again, a lot of these things, you're saying no, you don't want to perform these, you already said no, you're clear, you didn't want to do it, they're going to perform these, they're going to do these or make you do them, even if you are saying no, they have absolutely no respect for boundaries. There could be exhibitionism, and again, there are some people that are just like that, and um, they like doing that so I'm just saying if it's somebody like you're in a pool in the family pool and all of a sudden your partner's yanking down your pants and you're like no I don't want to do this it's something that they're wanting to do again they're not respecting your boundaries enough to to say okay uh, you know you don't want to do this okay so it's a different level so again many of these things you can also find sadly in children uh, many of these things are done to children and If you need help with the signs and so on, Rain is a big, a big website you can go ahead and look into. Please call your local shelter if you see any signs your child is exhibiting, like bedwetting for so on. Maybe they're terrified when this person comes around. Uh, Perhaps they've tried to tell you and you just might be thinking they're making it up. Please, please, please listen. These babies, they aren't making it up. And... um, Please, listen to the kids, okay? If you, you have some kind of sense, if you have some kind of inner sense that this is stuff is going on, you can't pressure them. I, you know, I went through in my alleged situation as well, um, I you can't force them to say this is going on. But but please, look out for the signs. Trust your gut. Trust your instinct. Now, Miss um, Natasha is going to come on, on Saturday, and she's going to share her story. And, oh, my gosh just gonna cry her story is so powerful as well and just how she's how she's healed how she's come back from that and um and and even confronted her abuser it's like yes you go girl (laughs) but um sadly there's many of us that haven't been able to to get that Peace, get that closure. I encourage you to journal. I encourage you to reach out to counselors, reach out to therapists, reach out to organizations, shelters, find support groups in your area. I am near the Rensselaer area. There's a North Central Crisis Center, North Rural Crisis Center in my area. And they do have a, a sexual, adult sexual support group, abuse support group in our area. And um, so you can meet and call the the crisis center in our area, and they'll be able to set up those that, um, I'm sorry, I'm all kind of wonky right now. They will set up the meeting or they'll tell you where that meeting is. They can also help you with different resources. There is St. Jude House that's pretty near me as well. I was a a guest there several occasions. Many of the shelters, the women's shelters, do have resources to help you, to support you, to guide you, to uh, get you back on your feet. If you've experienced any of these, that I've already chatted about, so I, I've hit abuse, What abuse is, I that's a wrong way of saying it, Melinda, I hit abuse, <laughs> scratch that. I touched on the topic of abuse, also um, emotional abuse, financial abuse, and now sexual abuse. There is more, and uh, sadly, there is more, but I'm going to go ahead and next week and chat about another sign of abuse and what's involved in that, so I'm gonna let you go. Um, again, this, this is t- a real tough subject. its it hits very close to home. Again, there's a lot of stuff in my past that I haven't quite dug into. I'm not really comfortable with this subject. Um, yeah, this, is, this makes me a little uncomfortable to chat about. There's, it's just very dark, and especially when it happens to children. It, there is... There, I, I know several survivors that have made peace with their abusers I'm not going to mention them on on camera here and I applaud them I really do I know several that have actually taken become caregivers or taking care of their abusers when they were older and they can't take care of themselves you know I don't know I'll be honest I don't know if I can do that now I am a Christian woman I haven't made it to that level of forgiveness yet I'm sorry Lord and and even things, I don't know. I still have a hard time dealing with the alleged stuff that that I know that could have happened. I'm not mentioning names, but um, I, you know, I even have a hard time with that. Even though I say the words that I hey, I forgive him. You know, sometimes I just take it back and. Um, I don't know. I, I know I'm going to let God sort that out, and I have to. I have to give it to him, and I can't take it back. But this is a rough subject for me, and I know for a lot of you as well. But if you see these signs in your children, if you have these signs and say, well, this person never really did anything to me. They just masturbated in front of me, or they just exposed themselves. They... Um, Maybe you saw them at a a function at a bar or something and they always open their code or something like that. Don't think that, oh, well, that's it. Not, that's just all. They didn't rape me. They didn't, they didn't um, sodomize me or or something like that. Or, hey, it, it was just oral. That doesn't count. Yeah, it does. It's all sexual abuse. It all counts. And you matter. You count. This is Melinda from Hope When There Was None. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And if you can please share this Or share awareness to the page. I would greatly appreciate that. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. If you need to talk, please, how can I serve you? How can I help you? Can I pray for you? Um, Please contact me off camera. You're more than welcome to do that. If you're watching this as a replay, do a hashtag, flashlight, or a little light. Let's do some fire for this one. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. I love you. Take care of you. And I believe in you. You are brave and amazing. Bye.